We want to welcome you into episode 16 of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko here with Cole Purvis and Jeff Cushenberry. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Excellent. That's great. We want to start off with uh, the big news at TA. The TA girls won their quarterfinal game versus South Portland 56-43. to The three of us did broadcast that game. And we'll start with Jeff. What did you see from the girls? You know, they had a really good season, lost that last game to Sanford, but, you know, winning that quarterfinal game and moving on to the semifinals. We're seeing the kind of the recipe that they need to win these playoff games. It's not going to be one player going off for 30 points. It's not going to be dominating the paint 100%. It's not going to be just hitting a bunch of threes. It's going to be a little bit of everything. I think they had great pressure defense against South Portland. I mean, they came in as the favorites um, against Sopo. I mean, it was three versus six, obviously. So um, they kind of did what they had to do. Uh, I, I mean, it's nice to see that they kind of rebounded. I mean, they've won, what, six of seven games? Yep. So, I mean, that's impressive. We, they had that little midseason slump. And, again, with, with a lot of COVID issues, other injury issues, it um, – you know, you never know what can happen, but now that the team's back together, um, they definitely have a chance to, to make a run here. And I think just over South Portland, it was nice to have a big crowd there, too. They don't usually have these double headers. Uh, and I was talking to Coach Kamara yesterday, and this is the we could not think of the last time that the both boys and girls teams made it to the semifinals because mm-hmm. when you really look at it, um, you know, our, our basketball history isn't as uh, illustrious as that you would think, yeah. considering how long we've been around. I mean, we've only won one state championship in the last like 40 or 50 years never in a girls obviously but boys just the one obviously came close a few years ago too but it's, it's kind of interesting that you know to see both teams in the semifinals uh, next week is going to be pretty cool to see and good job on the girls getting the job done when when they needed to yeah definitely and cole during that girls game we uh saw mackenzie melendez had a half court shot and we had a, a comment from you on the air about how you hit your half court shots um but that was I mean, but that, that's just a, just a little fact there but um we you know broadcasting that game what what do you think T is going to have to do going up against Scarborough next week you know Scarborough was a great team they're one and one against them this year but what are they going to have to do to to win that game well they did their job we they were who we thought they were they were, they were good enough to win a playoff game we kind of knew that all season and they sealed the deal but they did rely on that third quarter a lot when they um beat South Portland 19-5 to in that quarter. And if that quarter hadn't happened, they could have lost. So we'll see. But the real test comes against Scarborough. They lost to him once, and they beat him once. So it should be really interesting. Uh, Dow can continue to dominate, but she's going to need some help. Sulikowski and Hannah Cook are going to need to hit their threes. Uh, this team definitely has a chance. But, of course, like I've been saying all season long, you look down the road, and there's Gorham standing in your way. So it's going to be difficult. Uh, but you just got to take it one game at a time. They can beat Scarborough, and I, th- I think they probably will. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just want to add one more thing. It's, it's You mentioned that one quarter, and the first half, it just didn't look great. I yeah. mean, the, 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 the half-court shot ended up being pretty huge because yeah, they went really on a huge spark. run. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's hopeful, I mean, you don't want to have to bank on that, no, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, to, for in, the, in the next round against Scarborough. So it, it should be interesting, too, because talking again to Coach Kamara yesterday, the, the two times they played Scarborough, it hasn't really been an equal fight on both ends. Like either one team or the other team has been without a, one of their yeah. star players or a couple of their star players. So it's really tough to scout this game next week. Anything could happen. Yeah, you look at the Class AA girls, both in the North and the South. Uh, the first through four seeds are both in the semifinals. So Gorm will play Massabesic. Tia will play Scarborough on, on the north side. Oxford Hills will play Bangor. And Chevrolet will play Hampton Academy. So definitely some good matchups in the semifinals. But... Uh, my guess is probably Gorham and T.A. I, I think T.A. Will, will be able to get by Scarborough, but uh, you never know. T.A. is going to have to fight uh, in that game. So now we're going to move on to the the AA North Bo- uh, excuse me, the AA South Boys T.A. game, which we uh, broadcasted as well. It was a doubleheader, and they won their game versus Scarborough 60-37. to Same kind of situation. First part of the game wasn't too good. You know, Scarborough was staying close to T.A., and then T.A. just takes off in the third quarter. Cody Ruff gets into the game. 
and it was just awesome all around. Looking at uh, TA, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, uh, good for them, Massabesic will be able to, yep. uh, they're going to be playing Massabesic rather than Sanford. So what is TA, looking forward, probably South Portland, that's my guess. What is TA going to have to do to move into that spot? Well, yeah, they're, they're going to be huge favorites against Massabesic. I mean, looking at, uh, that, that was a shocking result last night because uh, we had talked a lot about Sanford. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been a long time since they've had a really good basketball team and made it to the Civic Center and looked like they were in line at least to set up a, a kind of rubber match against TA. And those two teams played two pretty great games, including one here mm-hmm. where TA got the loss against Sanford. And then Massabisa goes out and wins. I don't know what happened in that game. I saw the score was very low, which happens in the playoffs sometimes. Um, you know, certainly, you know, it just, talk, just touching on the Scarborough game, it's, you know, TA started off strong. Scarborough came back. Biggest part of that game was the Scarborough number one. I don't remember his name at the top of my head. Got in foul trouble. He had three yep. fouls in the second quarter. Uh, and he wasn't able to play the whole half, uh, the first sec- end of the first half, and had to play careful the rest of the game. So that game could have gone differently. But I mean, TA was a better team. They got the win, obviously, as that was a 2-7 matchup. Um, but against Massabesic, I mean, Massabesic 7-11 coming in, or 6-10, one of those two. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're under 500. So, I mean, look, anything can happen. You know, this TA team, it's been a couple years. It's really, I can't think of anybody, maybe Cody Ruff a little bit, actually played in that game two years ago or any of those games at the Civic Center mm-hmm. two years ago. I don't think Cody played much. Um, so it's it's kind of new for them as well, and it's a, such a different atmosphere, especially uh, you know with South Portland in the building, and and you know they're obviously going to play. Um, I forget which games first um, next Thursday, but either way, they're going to you know stick around and watch the South Portland game. It's going to be a tough game um, against South Portland. I I, I don't want to think ahead, <laughs> but I just I, I don't see a whole lot of ways that Massabesic comes out with the win. I know they beat Sanford, but yeah. this TA team with the high pressure. If they're unless you know they just don't hit the threes, and if, if you're a three-point shooting team in that building, it sometimes can be tough because of the big distance behind the baskets, um, which is just so different than any other gym that they play in. So that definitely can mess with a shooter's eye, and we've seen some really low-scoring games in the past. So mm-hmm. I would put TA's massive favorites. Um, we probably won't do one of these again until after the regional final. Yeah. Um, a Trojan talk, I mean. So, I mean, if they go up against South Portland, I think it's going to be an uphill battle, mm-hmm. uh, assuming South Portland wins their semifinal matchup too. Um, but hey, getting to the regional final with this team would be would be a great accomplishment, and, yeah. and they have, they have a chance against South Portland. And obviously, they beat them already. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, good, good fortune to play Massabesic, yeah. especially in that first game of the Cross Insurance Arena, where you really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Cole, any thoughts on those matchups? I've said this multiple times, but it's great how much they took advantage of the win over Sanford, the last game of the regular season, because they would be playing South Portland right now huge. in the semifinal, but instead they're playing Massabesic, who's under five hundred. That's just huge for your season, all your championship hopes. That could really be the difference right there. Uh, but I'm not saying I called it because I didn't, but watching Massabesic, we've seen them twice now. They are a team that has the ability to knock somebody off with how physical they are. They stayed within 10 points of TA both times that they played them. Of course, one of the times it was the very beginning of the season, so you can't really take a whole lot from that game. But they they have a chance, a slim chance to beat TA, but they could do it. Uh, TA and South Portland would be an awesome game. All the history behind that matchup, of course, two years ago, TA knocked them off after losing twice in the regular season. This whole tournament is going to be so exciting, um, and the state championship will be as well. That's looking ahead really far, yeah. but could be T.A. and Edward Little, obviously a rematch of that crazy game a couple weeks ago, or South Portland and Edward Little would be an amazing game. Uh, I honestly don't think South Portland has what it takes to win a state championship. They have the individuals, and they're definitely the most talented team in the state, but a team like T.A. or Edward Little just seems to have better chemistry. I don't know. I just think South Portland... 
I think they're going to crash and burn either before the state championship or in the state championship. I can see that. If they play EL, I, I give EL the, the, the edge. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <clears throat> now, in TA, I don't know about that. But what do you think? Who do you think is the most important player for TA? Let's call the next two games. I, think, I would say I would say Cody Ruff. I would I would agree. Even Cody though he's Ruff. not a scorer, um, and we're going to talk to him here in a few minutes. Um, he's not a big scorer, but the, you talked about the physicality. And if you take Ruff out of this equation, out of the game, uh, there's really not a whole lot of big, big end strength. I mean, you have mm-hmm. Cody Belker and you have Alicio, but they're not as. I mean, yeah. Belker's not as tall, obviously. Um, but he's. I tell you what. When, again, when we look forward again down the road next season, it's like they're going to miss Cody Ruff so much because yep. again he's. He his his touch around the the rim is good, not great. Um, his free throw shooting is not that great, but boy, he does so many of the other small things. And I think he's the most important thing, especially uh, if Massabisa gets physical and gets Greg and uh, Cody, sorry, in the foul trouble. <laughs> um, then then they could uh, they could struggle, and, and against South Portland as well. well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that. Um Marcus is just not in that that spot yet. He's too much of a a shooter. He likes to you know go for the layups and stuff. So I think that um, without him next year, it's going to be a struggle. But you know. It is what it is. I think. Um, I think if if Davies and Kamari can shoot well from the three point line and can move the ball well, I don't think that Cody has to be that big of a player, um, because once the three point shooting isn't working, they have to go into the paint, and that's where Cody Ruff comes in the equation. I think Anthony Jones is one of their most important players. He's the mm-hmm. type of player that can win you a championship with this two way play. Uh, he was so clutch against Sanford, three three pointers in just the fir- in just the fourth quarter. Uh, probably the biggest reason why they won, and then he can get you a clutch steal at any moment. So I would argue, other than Will Davies, he's been their most important player. Even though he's been off the bench, he's been super impactful, especially in these big games. He rises to the occasion whenever they're playing a really good team. So he could make a big play in this tournament. I love basketball season as much as I love the football. <laughs> I like the football season. The playoffs around here are crazy every day. Yeah. I mean, literally last night. Tia was not playing. I was refreshing Twitter every two or three minutes to see like what was going on in the other games, and you saw again some upsets and saw the buzzer beater the other night with Chevers in Portland, which is pretty cool to see. So it's pretty cool, and and it's great to, to when you actually go to the neutral sites here next week, and you can kind of see the other teams playing as well. Should be should be good. And just again another plug that WHOU, you can check it out. Zach and I will be doing the Class AA South semifinals for girls. So check that out. Um, you can also watch the boys on there. We're not doing the game, but um, or announcing the game, I should say. But you can check that out as well. Yeah, looking at the just one more time, the Class AA boys uh, bracket, the semifinals for the South. Number one, South Portland gets number four, Bonnie Eagle. Number two, Thornton versus number six, Matt Spizik. And on the north side, Edward Little, number one, who almost lost a Wyndham. That was a shocker. Close one. Yeah. Uh, we'll play number four, Lewiston. And then number two, Oxfordus will play number six, Chevres. Again, as you said, that buzzer beater, which I've heard is on ESPN now. I have to check that out. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't. I tried to find it, but I've heard from some people that it might be on ESPN. But uh, Oxford Hills, by the way, almost lost last night to yeah, Bangor. They, had, know, a th- they had a three-pointer like in the last couple seconds, too. That could have been yeah. a six-seven matchup. In the in that side of the bracket, wow. uh, so basically, El Lewiston would have been a de facto regional championship. That'll be a good game too. Next yeah, Thursday. definitely, uh, definitely a good bracket in the boys as well. Yeah. So now, quickly, just to talk about hockey, we haven't done a hockey broadcast in a while, but uh, the boys got a six to zero win, their tenth win of the season over South Portland last night. They were nine and two, lost a few games to Lake Region, Edward Little, two very good teams. But you know, at their tenth win, that's a good milestone to work for forward from and. I mean, not much to talk about. They got a good team. They got a lot of superstars. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a broadcast from them uh, in the future. But you guys have any thoughts about the hockey team? Well, I was at that game last night, uh, and it's just crazy how hockey is. So I went into that game thinking South Portland is ranked higher. Yep. You know, in the in the heel points. So I'm like, this could be a good game. And just they just came out. Uh, TA just came out blazing. And look, I, I, the the South Portland goalie did not play well. I mean, mm-hmm. he gave up 
all the, pretty much all those goals. He got all the goals in the first two periods, and almost all of them in the first. I think it's four goals in the first. Yep. Um, and honestly, the goals themselves were guys were skating the zone, and they you know, kind of go top shelf, and they beat them. Like they beat, scored two goals in about tw- like twelve seconds or something Jeez. right there to go up to three nothing at that point. So it just shows you how crazy hockey is. I mean, I the, mm. I, I don't know much about South Portland team at all. South it's like South Portland, Freeport, Waynefleet or something. But um, but yeah, your goalie has a bad night, and boom, you're down three nothing, and that's that's all it is. So. What I do like, I, I definitely notice the team chemistry around TA, just observing them when they're coming on and off the ice. They have a, a great uh, you know, coaching staff has been there for a long time. Um, so I think they, they definitely have a chance. And it's going to be weird because if you look at the brackets, they're probably going to get one home game um, because they're going to be probably around the five or six seed, depending on how things shake out. There's still three games left, of course. but um, So they'll have one home game and then go on the road because uh, there's a ton of teams in Class A. So. Uh, but it, it obviously they showed last night they were playing in in Portland at the old Portland Ice Arena. It's called the True Arena, I think yeah. now. Um, so yeah, the great win last night. I mean, six nothing is six nothing no matter what. And the fact that they didn't give up a goal either helps. And uh, yeah, definitely definitely a, a contender in the playoffs. Yeah, they still have a few more games left. Hopefully, we can get one more before the end of the season. But to round out our TA sports section, we're going to have an interview with the TA basketball senior Cody Ruff. All right, we're joined now by Cody Ruff of the boys' basketball team. How are you doing today, Cody? I'm doing good. So, uh, pretty good, not too bad. You know, it's a nice warm up day out today. Vacation's coming up, and obviously the 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 uh, college high school basketball tournament is coming up. So let's first talk about the game the other night, uh, playoff game. Um, talk about first just the atmosphere, like going into that. I mean, the student section has really shown up this year for most of your games, and it was no exception there. What is it like playing that kind of atmosphere, especially given that uh, you know for a lot of you guys it was your last game at at, at Liddell Gymnasium. It's definitely an exciting atmosphere. I mean, you know that the fan section is going to be packed. You know that there's going to be people watching. There's going to be all kinds of pressure. But having experience from years before of being in environments like that and even from other sports, you know that you just got to keep the vision on yourself, keep the tunnel vision, keep focused on what you got to do, get your job done. But it's still a crazy feel and feels awesome to have, like, like a whole city behind you, really. It's such a such an amazing feeling, really. Awesome. Now the game, the way it went is you guys jumped out to a big lead early on. Scarborough fought back. They got a little foul trouble, and really in the third quarter when you guys kind of took took control of the game. And going into that game, how confident were you guys that you could uh, you know outmuscle them? And, and especially the outside shooting really did a great job for you guys. We definitely have a bunch of skill players. We have kids who can do everything inside and outside. So we just knew if we went out there and did what we do best, that we should have, we have a great shot of winning the game. It's just keeping up, making sure. We don't beat ourselves is our biggest priority. What does it feel like for you guys getting back to the Cross Insurance Arena? Of course, last year, you know, TA would have been one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win the state championship. COVID obviously knocked out the tournament two years ago, go to the state championship and lose in kind of dramatic fashion. But for you guys, what, how does it feel? What kind of accomplishment does it feel to get back to the Cross Insurance Arena this year? It's, it's an awesome feeling. We're very excited to be there for sure. I know that a bunch of the other kids on the team, this is their first time going there, so they're very excited. But regardless of the arena we're playing in or whatever court it's on, we just got to stay focused on what we do in our game and doing our thing out there. Yeah. So in terms of looking at the matchup, what, what do you expect? I mean, you guys haven't been able to talk about it too much, but what, do you, what are you expecting when you when you guys play next next uh, Thursday? You get a whole week off, first of all. But then, you know, it, and it's really anybody's game in AA, AA South. Everyone would say South Portland's a favorite, but really any of the four teams remaining could win it. Um, I'm not sure. It could go any way, really. South Portland plays Bonnie Eagle this week. Um, Sanford and Massabesic is a great matchup as well. So, really, we're just going to wait and see what happens. Watch those two, watch those four teams play each other, really, and then 
whatever comes, we'll be prepared. Now, Sanford is an interesting team because that's the most likely right now who you play in the next round. Obviously, the game here, they, they shot the lights out, thir- I think 13 three-pointers. Then you guys came back and beat them on their floor. What, what is it about that team? Because they don't really have any superstars, but they seem really balanced. And how does that – what makes them so difficult to play? Because Sanford, traditionally, not a great basketball team, but this year they have a, they have a lot of great players. Their, their team chemistry is insane. They've mm-hmm. all been playing AAU basketball together. I even played AAU basketball with some of them. But they've all been playing together for a really long time, so I know they have good chemistry. But when they put things together, things happen. They make shots. That's how you win games. So Now, a few weeks ago, we had Will Davies in here interviewed, and we couldn't ask him every question because his dad's a coach. But let's talk about Coach Davies for a minute because, you know, everybody knows him around the school. What is it like to play for him? You know, uh, just he kind of has a personality around here, you know, technology and everything else. What is it like to play under him on a day-to-day basis? Because he's obviously so passionate on game days. He's a great coach. He keeps everything real simple for you. He breaks it down to, like, a simple science, and then when we go out to practice, we go through our – we, everything's laid out for us. We know what we're doing, and we just do the little things. That's what makes you better. That's what he focuses on is the little things, and I think that's so important because that's what makes a team go from good to great is just those minor details. So one thing that you can do that uh, – one of the, the things that people wish they could do is dunk a basketball, and it's just one of those things where you got you can do it or you can't do it. So somebody – obviously you can do it. What, for those of us who can't or, and never will, what does it what does it feel like to dunk a basketball, especially in a game like you did a few dunks at home this year? What does that What does that feel like? It honestly feels like you're flying. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. In the in the Gorham game, I think I felt like I could look down into the rim. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously couldn't, but it felt <laughs> like I was up there for so long. It's it's an awesome feeling because then you get the whole stands cheering and the environment gets way more amped up. It's yeah, it's one of the best things there is. How old were you when you first dunked? Um, Roughly, I think I was fifteen. Okay, okay. That's that must be, the first time. Must be a pretty cool feeling 15, as well. Fourteen. Yeah. How, the question is, though, I always like to ask is, how many times did you try it before you could do it? Oh, Probably so a million. <laughs> yeah. So many times. Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, so we got to talk about your dad for a second. Um, the easily the most well known Thorn Academy fan, I think, of all time. Um, so I'm, the only question I'm going to ask is, of all of his catchphrases. You know, layups and and hands and TA. Like, what is you? What's the one that you hear the most during the game? And kind of, is there any of them that gets you really pumped up? Um, the one that I hear the most is definitely layups. When, <laughs> yeah. every, when, any, when anyone gets a breakaway, it's always layups. But the yeah. one that works, that's like the most personal for me, mm-hmm. is turn. Because whenever I'm running back on defense, sometimes you forget to look and you miss your man. He right. says turn. It's like, all right, I gotta. Find my man. It's actually pretty helpful. See, that's one that I don't think people hear all that much because the other, like the layups one is. That's my favorite because you can hear it always on yeah. the on the thing. But it's we we've really enjoyed, and he's been here. He's like a legacy here with all your brothers that have come through here. So yes. um, hopefully he comes back to some more games next year where he has a spot in the stands whenever he wants. Uh, just wrapping up here, just just in general, you know, looking at this tournament, what would it mean for you and the other guys to win a state championship this year? You know, TA's come really close the last few years, um, and again, would have probably been the favorites last year. But you know, what would it mean for this team to 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 come out on top? This year i honestly think it would mean everything because we have a great group of guys we're all super motivated and we're kind of been ranked as the underdog this year so i think that being able to prove people wrong that's a huge like personal character moment that everyone wants to experience awesome and uh just any you want to give any shout outs to your uh, social medias out there um For people to drop you a follow you can check out the instagram at cody ref underscore awesome thanks cody and uh, good luck next week thank you very much thanks for having me 
All right, we want to thank Cody Ruff for coming in, and we're going to switch to professional sports here and open up with the Celtics, who were on a nine-game winning streak until it got snapped by the Pistons. But they were playing pretty unbelievable in that stretch. So what are your thoughts, Zach? I'll start with you uh, on that win streak, and how far can they go? What does this mean in the bigger picture? Well, I, uh, I I like the Celtics. I like how they're playing. I think the loss to the Pistons sucks because, you know, the Pistons are the Pistons. <laughs> you know, they, they're having a struggling season, um, and they played right, right up until the end, but... Um, you know the Celtics were playing well. I think they were moving the ball. They, you know, that the Derek White trade I think was most important, getting rid of uh, Romeo Langford and Josh Richardson. But um, I, I didn't like the Daniel Tice pickup in free, in, uh, in the trade deadline. But um, you know they're a good team. I, I can't I can't like call them uh, a uh, contender yet, just because. I feel like this is what they do. They they get a they get a win, a couple wins, and then they lose a couple, and then it's just exactly. inconsistent to the rest of the year. But I saw this thing on uh, five thirty eight is listing them as the uh, the number one uh, choice to win the finals this year, and I'm like, that's just it's too early. It's nine. You get nine wins, and you can't just call that out. That's the nerds taking analytics. Over and at analytics yeah. And, yeah. yeah. According but, to my analytics, they are going to disappoint. Yeah. But. You know, it, it's just I really hope they I don't see that formula. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what they'll do There's next no year. There's no formula. Yeah. But it's a good team, and I'm I'm excited to watch them in the. Well, you look, you look at talk radio over the last few days, even before the Pistons loss, it was like everybody turned the corner when they hit they got their yeah. nine straight. Like, are you buying in? And it, and I think for, for as much as I'm not a big fan of Christian Fourier on WEI, I don't think he's that great at it. But um, he did he he had an interesting point. He's basically saying like, what does buy in mean? Does buy in mean you think this team can win a championship? Does this mean you think that they're not going to be an embarrassment like we thought they kind of were for the whole year that they're going to be out in the first round? And which is a good point because like if you buy in thinking they win a title, I don't think there's much data to support that because again, you, the records are a little bit skewed. If you look at the Nets, if you look at the Sixers, you look at the the Bucks, it's like do you really think that those teams are going to play as poorly as they have in the regular season when the playoffs come? No, they're all going to play a little bit better. Their superstars are going to rise to the top, and I just don't see the Celtics having enough depth to make a deep run. Could they win one series? Yeah, I mean that's why it's so important for them to keep winning because they want they need not about being at home in the first round that doesn't really matter, but playing the worst possible team. Yeah. As you get up there, so but with so many teams, you know, looking uh, not so great in the record column, it may have to play in an, a, a tough team like the Heat or somebody in the first round. So, do I buy in that they're better than than I thought they were for a while? Yes, I mean this is where they should be, right? Everybody says that there should be a top team in the East, so they should. So then the question becomes, what happens? In the, what happened in the first two thirds of the year? Yeah. You know, it's like it's you can't just say it's injuries because everyone has injuries and COVID stuff. So, I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, the Tice pickup, I like Tice, but obviously they gave up too much for him, I think, but. Um, do I think they're going to the championship? No, I don't think I don't think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, I mean, it's a little encouraging sign. It'd be better th- than them finishing under 500 or finishing <laughs> in the ninth or tenth seed. But, um, but nice, nice for them and for the Green Teamers who love watching these games. I mean, nice little nice little win streak for them. But I don't think it means they're ready to go. They're not the Suns. They're not these other teams that are just rolling off win after win. Yeah, yeah they can beat any team on any given night. But over a seven game series, it's a whole, totally different story. They, hopefully that for them, they're not peaking at the wrong time. I think that's what might be happening. Uh, Brad Stevens, very aggressive at the deadline, obviously. Uh, Derek White's made an impact. I've always thought he was a really underrated player. Uh, and Jalen Brown's been a big part of their turnaround as well. So I want to ask you, was he snubbed for the All-Star team, Zach? 
I, I, I think he was, but I'm not sure how the All-Star game works in the NBA, but if it's similar to the NHL, it's every team has to have one player go, and then whatever's left, whatever's left over, there might be some spots for second players, but which I think is stupid. I don't think the All-Star game should be participation. So, yes, I think he was yeah. snubbed from that spot because, like, uh, talk about the NHL All-Star game, which is a little while ago, like, Brad Marsh didn't go, and some, some Nick Suzuki from Montreal who had, you know, 15 points in the first part of the season went because every team has to have some Somebody goes, so you know, it, it sucks. But I think I've I've listened to Jalen Brown talk about it because I know Jason Tatum is going, and they they gave him like the All Star jersey in the ball before one of those games, um, and he's like, you know, I'm just moving forward. I'm just going to keep working, you know, after the break. So I I think I think he got snubbed from it, but I think he's going to put work in, take some rest, take a couple days off, and then start to get back to work, and hopefully they can keep that winning streak going. I'm going to say this question is irrelevant because the All-Star game is irrelevant. <laughs> All-Star games yeah. are the dumbest thing now in sports. Yep. When I was a kid, I'm going to bring it you know, back, it's like the All-Star game was a, was, a very, was a very fun thing, especially the dunk contest, and now the dunk contest, is you don't even have to be an All-Star to be in the dunk contest. They pick these random like yeah. rookies who, yeah. okay, so the dunks are pretty cool, but I watched Vince Carter you know, put on that show in New York. I remember watching that. It was like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Uh, and, and some of the other years after that too, uh, is he an all star? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't care. I want to know is he a, is he a champion star level player? You know, yeah. like there, how many times you've seen? I mean, uh, the Pro Bowl is much of a joke. I mean, Mac Jones being a Pro Bowler. I mean, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. He's like the fourth guy down, and guys drop out even in, in even in the NBA. The game itself is kind of a farce. They don't play any defense, so. It's just such a I, – I feel like this is just like a talk radio thing. You know, yeah. you have to ask it. You have to talk yeah. about it. Um, it. The fact is, if he – if Jalen Brown, if it affects his play, they didn't get picked for the All-Star team, then shame on him because who cares? It's not like, you know, their money is tied to how many All-Star teams they make or someone's not going to give him a max extension because he didn't – he was on the cusp of being an All-Star in 2022. So it's it's just kind of silly. And, if again, it should not be a talking point on the team. Hopefully it's just on the radio because it doesn't matter. In two days, we're not going to remember who even won the All-Star game. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that um – like back, if you look back at like the the eighties and the nineties, it was competitive. Like they were playing defense, they were going at it, and mm-hmm. now they're just like like you know you get a rebound, you just basically run up the floor. No one wants to play defense. Yeah, and throw it, it off the it, backboard for your buddy. Well, yeah, it, it, it did get good one year when they had to play till like twenty four in the fourth quarter. I like yeah. that. A couple yeah, years the, ago, was that the year really was it LeBron played against Kobe? The East was that East and West? So. Yeah. yeah, But I now mean, they do the pick them, which is not terrible, yeah. but. But the thing is, like the, the All Star game now is all about recruiting. It's the all the only yeah. most important thing that comes out of it is okay. Do you want to play with me? All right, let's your your deal's up in one year. Mine's up in two years. So you force a trade next year, and that's literally how like the Nets came to be. They say you know they, they all conspired during one of the All Star games to to come together. So yeah. yeah, that for me that's 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 the most that comes out of it. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I also hate All Star games, especially the Pro Bowl uh, and like All Pro in the NFL. What do these people from the AP know about like? punning like right <laughs> people that have no idea how to play the sport or play the certain position are voting on who's the best it's just it's just stupid same in the hall of fame yeah hall and this is dumb yeah and so it's in every sport too I, like, oh yeah you yeah. look at why hot, is the media members why are they the smart ones? i know they watch the games a lot but i watch the games a lot too but yeah. it should be a combination all-star games that have fan voting in all-star games that's why it's like come yeah. on you look at like in the nhl patrice bergeron he's the best defensive forward. He wins. He should win the Selkie every year. But there was a one of the people who, who votes for that said in the said to a, a media reporter said, you know, I think he deserves it, but I don't like picking him year after year. Well, you should pick him year after year right. if he's the best defensive forward. So right. I, I, it's stupid. I think that some of those people aren't qualified for the yeah. jobs. Kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation. You all yeah. heard he's the biggest jerk in the NFL, so I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah. So yep. some guy said, yeah. yep. 
Exactly. Shows the whole story right there about all-star games and all that stuff. But I want to switch to uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, the NFL season, unfortunately, over. I don't know what I'm mm. going to do for the next six months. <laughs> nope. uh, but the Rams win 23-20. to Cooper Cup with a game-winning touchdown, and he was the MVP. Uh, that Bengals line just couldn't hold up at the end. So thoughts on the Super Bowl? What did you see from that game? Um, I I don't really care who won. I, I, I like the Rams, like the Bengals. I think yeah. Matthew Stafford deserved it. I think he played well. Aaron Donald, the same thing. Like, it was nice afterwards to see them enjoy and, and play well, but... Um, the refs terrible terrible in that fourth quarter that's all I can say I just it's just you can't not call anything the whole game and then fourth quarter go yeah we're just gonna start throwing the flag because we want to Um, there were some holding calls and some pass interferences that were bad but I mean either way I don't think that the Bengals would have won that game even if they would have gotten the calls the right way so I would say I don't want to be a party boober but I would (laughs) say the Super Bowl was a mediocre game to end a mediocre season Mm -hmm. I think take out the the divisional round of the playoffs which is unbelievable fantastic okay that offers championships conference there was a Okay, so that was are, great. Are, I didn't like the, right I didn't too. like the forty uh, the forty nine ers Green Bay game. It was the only game I didn't like. At the yeah, whole I mean, get that. But like, but if you take the whole season in general, there wasn't any great. I mean, there wasn't any great teams. I think the Rams. You put them in, in previous years. They're you know they're they're a top team, but not like not as good. The AFC was. I mean, it's always going between parity and you know you want parity, but do, are the teams really that great? As far as the game goes itself, I mean, yeah, the ending was kind of cool. I, I thought the hundred percent the first holding call was atrocious mm-hmm. like you can't call that in that situation would have set up a fourth and eight basically a fourth and goal of the game on the line that would have been a really exciting ending um but i mean the rams yeah they're probably the best team and they're gonna be it's gonna be interesting because they're not gonna be able to hold all that together because they have tons of expiring contracts so we'll see where they go um the game itself other the halftime show definitely stole the show i know that you everyone of your generation doesn't agree but for everyone my generation oh my gosh that was the best halftime show I've ever seen. Yeah, and good. I will say this: even if you don't love Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, whatever, I think that's the template for future halftime shows. Don't do this like, oh, we're doing the weekend, or we're doing Lady Gaga, or doing U two. Have an all star all star group mm-hmm. because then you have a little bit for everybody. Yeah. You play their hits. I don't want to hear any deep tracks or their new tracks for any of these artists yeah. during the Super Bowl halftime show. Give me something I can you know sing to, and that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it sucks that football's over. We can start looking out the draft in a couple months. Uh, uh, but uh, not a know, great draft. No, no. Oh, certainly it's, it's not. It's a defensive draft. Patriots though. needs some players, but uh, yeah. There's, looking at the mock draft, I was like, I don't even know what some of these top five guys are. There's only like one quarterback in the top ten right now, which yeah. is not good for some teams. But yeah, as a Falcons fan, I'm happy. We need a def- we needed a defensive lineman. That's yeah, all I, I feel good. the only thing about the Super Bowl. Too, I'll finish up my thought is I think Aaron Donald should have been MVP. I understand that Cooper Cup had a, had, had a yeah. good touchdowns. It's not like he had. A, it's not like he had 200 yards receiving. Um, but Aaron Donald was the reason that they won that game because that second half he dominated the last play of the game. Sure. He was the one who got to the quarterback, and it would have been really cool to see a defensive player win, uh, which very rarely happens. But good, good for the Rams. They went all in. They won. Will they be able to keep it together? No, I, th- I don't think they last. He'll, he'll coach next year, but within two years he'll be in the booth because why not? We can make almost twenty million bucks a year yeah. doing yeah. a heck of a lot less work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're being a little too negative about the NFL season. I think this playoffs just showed why the NFL is the best sport in the world. If you don't follow the NFL, I honestly think you're missing out. With that divisional round and then the conference championship, like think about that AFC championship. Those are games that the Chiefs always win at home. They dominate in the first half. Like I thought there was no chance for Cincinnati to come back, and they did. Uh, Cincinnati goes to the Super Bowl. That's just that's just crazy. Um, but what an NFL season, and I can't wait for next year. It's going to be great. So exactly. I just want to ask you. Right. Nah, it was I've seen best. a lot more. Than, I th- honestly, though, I'm curious to see going forward how the how the extra game 
affects everything. Yeah. You know, to see if the if the play is, isn't as great, especially early in the season, if guys now that they've been through a whole season, they know like, okay, well, Jesus, the longer season, just the one game is can be a big deal. So yeah, I don't say. I don't want load management in the NFL though. That's the problem. Uh, I think you may see that. If, yeah. if especially these playoff teams, if you know like you're the Chiefs, like you're going to the AFC title game probably. So like why play Tyree Kill every single snap? Yeah. You know, I hope that doesn't happen. But what I want from next year is the one thing I want. I want a fantasy football year with like minimal injuries. I Good hate. Luck. I yeah. hate <laughs> fantasy football. In the happen. fact, like last year was so bad. What was it? It was friggin'. Saquon Barkley was out. Christian McCaffrey didn't play like a single game. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. Derrick Henry. It was yeah. terrible. Especially with COVID stuff now too. Yeah. Quick question. Uh, just a fun question to end off here. What is your favorite playoff moment? Favorite basketball playoff moment of all time? It can be pro sports, college, high school. Just give me one quickly off the top of your head. I'm going to have to go. It was so, if you know your college basketball, Villanova beat UNC yeah. on the game-winning shot. The year after, UNC beats Villanova on the winning shot after that. I'm a big Roy Williams fan, so that was a big – I liked watching oh, that game. I that was UNC. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm a Duke fan, so, yeah. you know. But uh, that was, it was just cool because, like, Villanova hits it. Everyone's like, oh, it's sad. And the next year they go out and they hit a game-winning shot, so that was cool. I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit because I couldn't think of one big one because it's been a while since the Celtics won and Duke won. But I would say – even though I, I don't like a lot about him, I mean, LeBron James, like one of the best players ever, 100%. I just don't like his personality, whatever. When it was the Warriors series where he had that block oh, on, that basically won them the championship. And I just yeah. remember being like, this guy's the best player I've ever seen. Like, that was the moment where I'm like, holy crap, like, what did he just do? That not only just doing that, but in that moment, that was my favorite basketball moment because I, I, I had to be like, that's finally like, okay, this guy really is like, he's MJ, yeah. right below MJ, his best player ever. So yeah. hats off to him, even though I dislike a lot about him. All right, that's going to do it for episode 16 of Trojan Talk. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time, which will most likely be after February break. Hopefully, TA is still alive in the playoffs, boys and girls, but we will see you then. Thanks for watching. Thank you.